You're listening to The Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield. It's Molly back at it again with another episode of the Marn Report podcast. Today is a really special episode because I am here with my friend Terry from Army Community Service, otherwise known as ACS. And we're going to talk about all kinds of things in relation to our spouses and our family members uh, and the upcoming deployment. So thank you so much, Terry, for being on the show with me. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks, Molly. How are you? I am doing great. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Hanging in there, (laughs) as we all are. So before we get started, tell me just a little bit about yourself. So... Again, you know, uh, I work for ACS, Army Community Service. I work specifically with the mobilization, deployment, and stability support operations. And what we do is we provide resources and information for our fellow spouses and military community in order to help them during the transitions before and after, but also during our deployments that we have going on. That's awesome. Well, we thank you guys for what you're doing over there, um, because it's definitely a necessity, right, for our soldiers and family members. Um, So... One of the reasons why I wanted to have you specifically on the podcast today is because you have are in a very unique position, right? Because not only do you work for ACS, but you have also been through a deployment as an active duty spouse and are actually about to go through this deployment with your spouse who is since retired, but now he is a DOD civilian, correct? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, so you are, even though, um, you know, you're kind of a civilian couple now, mm-hmm. you are experiencing this deployment as well, right along with our active duty family members. Correct. correct. All right. <laughs> so, so you've got a lot of perspective, right? Three different perspectives from mm-hmm. your job, from previous deployments, and now this one. So what I really wanted to do today was just kind of talk about um, some any tips that you have for our families that are going through this, Um, any advice, suggestions, just lay it on me. So some of the biggest things that we focus on is making sure, again, that the military community is supported. Um, A lot of our ACS resources are providing programming that gives you the tips and tools that you need in order to make sure that that transition, again, like I said, going into a deployment while you're in the deployment and then following the deployment. So we have programs within ACS, such as family advocacy, new parent support. We have, of course, the MOBDEP, um, or MDSSO, better known as. We have the Employment Readiness Program, uh, Army Volunteer Corps. We also have a Relocation Readiness Program. All those programs are really key elements that can be important to help support those families going through those deployments. They offer a ton of classes um, to help build that resiliency needed during those transitional times. I was going to say also uh, some of the classes that Family Advocacy offers is specific to stress and anger management, uh, which a lot of times you will feel that during those deployments. You know, there's a lot of hyped up energy, getting ready to leave, you know, mom or dad are getting ready to go, you know, somewhere in the world and the kids are stressed out because they don't understand necessarily maybe they're too little or maybe they're old enough, but they're struggling with the concept of it. Sure. Um, You know, a lot of family members, they feel like they're turning into single parents, you know, because while they, you know, have that support from their families, oftentimes their families are distant and not available. Uh, Myself, you know, previously, as you mentioned, I went through deployments with my husband while he was active duty. 
uh, I actually have, you know, now that we're here at Fort Stewart, I actually have family here due to the fact that I'm from here. So that makes it easier for me, but not everybody has that. Sure. Um, so, you know, going through, you know, the stress and anger management classes, uh, those can be, like I said, key elements to give you the tools to kind of, you know, work through those stress with the kids, with the families, um, you know, all the way around when you're lacking that support. Maybe you're new here and you don't have, you know, a set group of people that you can rely on. Uh, so, you know, you can even meet people in a lot of our classes. Speaking of, our MOBDEP, or MDSSO, we offer uh, a lot of training and resources that help you get connected to your SFRGs, which is the Soldier and Family Readiness Group. Sure. So, and of course, you know, you can volunteer to do certain roles, but in general, you can just attend your SFRGs if you know that that's available, and you can learn about different events that you're the your spouse's unit may be doing to kind of help give you that support while your spouse has gone overseas or somewhere in the world again, you know, on a deployment. You know, and like I said, we offer all kinds of information that can help you understand the structure if you do want to volunteer or, like I said, just as a social aspect, kind of get connected so that you have uh, the information about what's going on with your spouse because oftentimes our spouses don't have the connections available to maintain contact with our spouses during certain parts of the deployments. Sure. So another program we also offer is in reference to our Employment Readiness or our Army Volunteer Corps. They kind of go hand in hand. Um, with our Employment Readiness Program, we offer information in reference to, you know, looking over resumes and kind of helping you understand what a master resume versus a target resume uh, versus a target resume. Uh, but with our Army Volunteer Program, if you're not ready to necessarily work a full-time job or part-time job, you could also consider looking at a part-time volunteer. It gives you the opportunity to kind of get that work experience needed to build your resume, but it also helps you, again, get connected and networked with your local community so that you have that support during these deployments. Sure. And it's also a great way to pass the time, right? Yes. You know, if you're just at home doing nothing, then right. the days are going to go by really slowly. Yeah. But if I you think get involved, you know, your I, days are like that. <laughs> I think they call it doom scrolling. Um, yeah. So if you find yourself doom scrolling a lot, there's plenty of opportunities out and about in the community that where people, they need that support. And, and keep in mind, too, there's a lot of family members that are, you know, not deploying right now. So, you know, if but their time is going to come and they're going to need that support too. So, you know, you may be able to kind of reciprocate that, you know, for other family members and community members during that time frame. We also have our relocation readiness program and they offer two different support groups. One's called Hearts Apart. And that's specific for family members that are uh, distanced from their spouses during deployments and being downrange and things like that. Uh, but we also have one that's called the foreign born spouses. And that's not necessarily always directly related to deployments, but that's also for spouses that maybe come from other countries or have English as a second language. That gives them the opportunity to uh, connect with those and, and understand, you know, what multicultural resources are available in our community here. This is such awesome information. You're just a, a wealth of knowledge, <laughs> Terry. Well, we try to, you know, promote a lot of self-care information. Um, as you heard me say, you know, we talk about education and jobs. Um, education is, you know, learning how what you have available, but you also can look at our other resources on post, such as our MWR, which provides a lot of fun activities, so does the USO. Um, we also look at, you know, the... I didn't jack that all up. No, you're <laughs> good, you're good. Just start from the top of that. 
So one of the other things that we try to promote is, you know, essentially self-care, you know, and that, that can be inclusive of, you know, learning something new, uh, getting yourself out there and networking and, so, and being in social communities. But it's also in reference to learning about fun things. You know, there's a lot of resources available on the military community uh, locations at Hunter and Fort Stewart mm-hmm. that offer, you know, activities for, for spouses, but also for the entire family. So we have things like at the library, they have a lot of, you know, activities and, and play dates and things like that. Uh, the MWR, of course, offers a ton of resources that are always fun for families, but also, again, for single soldiers, um, single family members, whatever the case. And then, of course, we also have those other resources similar to what we talked about with our employment readiness program that touch on uh, learning more about what your resources are. But also, if you're interested in going back to school, there's always the Education Center, which Absolutely. is a great resources to help, as you said, pass the time. Yeah. Of course, during all these deployment timeframes, you know, we look at, you know, making sure that there's safety evolved. Uh, when we look at, you know, what the spouses are doing, what information they're getting, it we kind of, you know, touch base on making sure we know what to share and what not to share. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've, when, when you're talking, you're talking about OPSEC, right? Operational security. Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course this month is anti-terrorism awareness month, right? Which a lot of people don't really think about OPSEC, you know, anti-terrorism awareness, um, yeah, a as lot being of, together, yeah. but they are very much so yes, I related. Mean, we, when we look at, you know, how our spouses are getting contact information from their soldiers that are, you know, deployed, we want to make sure we're cautious as to what we're sharing out there in the community. Of course, what we see a lot of times is OPSEC violations uh, during deployments, and of course those can lead to anti-terrorism, so it's important to key in on the idea of anti-awareness anti-terrorism awareness month in order to help protect our soldiers that are currently deployed, but also to still kind of maintain that protection for our spouses and community members that are here waiting on their soldiers to return safely home. Absolutely. So, you know, you know, anti-terrorism awareness, if you see anything weird, see something, say something, right? Um, You can just call the MPs really. um, If you're looking for something, if you need to report something, do that. And then um, another thing I wanted to touch on, right, are those spouses pages, right? We're we're all on them. We we see them, right? And you think that you're in a safe community to um, put yourself out there and say, hey, my spouse is deployed to X location and they're on X mission. You know, is anybody else's spouse out there doing that? Just remember that um, there's a lot of people on those pages that are not related to Fort Stewart or the military in any way, right? You can fake anything you want to on the internet. So even in those pages where you think that you are in a safe, controlled environment, you are not. So even on those, I know you guys use those pages, uh, especially to network, right? A lot of people do that. And, and it's a it can be a glorious thing or a mess. It's a great tool to get yeah. information as far as you yeah. know what to expect when you're moving to and from a, a, a garrison uh, location. However, you know, as you said, there's a lot of information that gets put out there and people unintentionally do those OPSEC violations, you know. Exactly. Hey, my spouse is, you know, flying out on Monday mm-hmm. and like you don't think nothing of it, but there may, you know, somebody's tracking those flights, you right. know, right. and they might figure that out. And that, of course, jeopardizes the safety of the community and the soldier, of course, you know, with the, you know, the unit, you know? Sure. So, um, and again, just to kind of fall back on what MDSSO, you know, that our biggest thing is we focus on, you know, soldier readiness, family readiness equals unit readiness. So if, you know, by readiness, we talk about having the tools and the resources and the resiliency and the know how as to how we do things and how we, what to share and what not to share, 
that's going to create that unit readiness that we, you know, we try to push so much at ACS with all of our programs. Yeah. All right. And we're going to take a quick break and we are going to hear a special message from my friend Kevin. And then we'll be right back at it with Terry with some more tips. The installation's warning siren, also known as the installation giant voice, is tested on both Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield on the last Thursday of every month. These monthly tests ensure that the sirens are working properly and that the public is aware of the sound of the sirens in the event of an actual emergency. During the test, the sirens will sound for up to three minutes. If you hear them, don't be alarmed. This is just another way our community works to ensure our emergency response capabilities are ready when we need them. All right, guys, and we are back. And again, we are speaking with Miss Terry. She is... Um, the jack of all trades, really. She works for Army Community Service, and she is also a former active duty spouse, now a spouse of a civilian who is also experiencing this deployment, and she has been giving us some awesome tips. Uh, so let's just get right back into it. So when you went through the deployment with your husband, you know, the first time, you did not have kids, correct? Correct. So you've got that perspective of you did not have kids for one, and now mm-hmm. you do have a, an adorable little baby now. Right. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so what advice can you give from both of those perspectives to our spouses, right? Because I think, especially during this deployment, we haven't had one here on Fort Stewart in a while, Mm -hmm. and we have a pretty young population Mm -hmm. of soldiers and family members here on this installation, you know, with with the infantry, that's typically how it goes. Mm -hmm. So we may have a lot of spouses out there that are um, brand new in their relationships. They're brand new to the Army. They Mm -hmm. don't have kids. They've never been through this before. So, you know, that's going to be, it's honestly, it's different for everyone. There may be some people that even though they are brand new to the military, they may be easy to well adjust to the military lifestyle. But that can be a very difficult transition for a lot of family members, especially people that are, you know, not accustomed to long-term deployments or, you know, like I said, if they have kids, that makes things a lot harder um, because they just, they're struggling. And and again, Mm -hmm. we talk about how we don't have those supports necessarily in place with our local families because they're so removed from those locations. So as a, you know, I was lucky when my husband was active duty, I was, I I was working. So that helped with being distracted and not really focusing on the fact that, you know, he was gone. You know, uh, a lot of routine was, you know, important for me, uh, making sure that I, you know, kind of had like, I hate to say, but like check boxes, making sure, okay, like this is what we do before work. This is when we go to work. And then when we get home, like we had kind of a, we tried to keep a consistent schedule, whether that meant a phone call, a FaceTime, whether it was a text, it was just something to kind of just say, hello, I'm good, you know, missing you too, yeah, you know, and yeah. that made things a lot easier is to create that routine with your spouse, but also routine with when in your life. Life, you know, when the spouse isn't there, we rely on our, our spouses, you know, in, a, in marriages so much to be that partner. And it's really hard when that partner's absent based on, you know, the mission and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important for to people to kind of focus on maybe trying to find that routine that helps them kind of get through the tougher times. Um, as a 
you know, a spouse now with a child, of course, that's a lot harder. <laughs> again, mm-hmm. it feels like a single parent, you know, but again, I, for me personally, I've always fallen back on routine, you know, um, you know, I, I, again, I have family members in the area where they, you know, take care of my daughter. However, um, you know, I still have to do a certain routine. I'm, I'm getting her food and everything packed and ready to go sure. at night and ready to go because I don't have as much time in the morning because usually we tag team things. <laughs> right, so, like, right. we're not able to do that now. And so, you know, again, I fall back on routine. And, I again, I fall back on my resources. You know, we I actually work with um, – we have a, a home visitor in our home with new parent support. I actually utilize our own ACS services to kind of help during those transitional times when I have questions because I'm a first-time mom. Yeah. So having those supports in the home uh, – when you're when you don't know what to expect, you know, if the kid's sick or, you know, and, and something new shows up on the kid, you know, you're like, what is this? I don't know. Or a different behavior because they're stressing out because they don't see mom or dad, you know, because they've been gone. Mm-hmm. You know, those resources, again, those have helped me during those time frames, um, you know, here because my husband's actually deployed before this upcoming one already. And so, you know, I've already utilized those resources myself um, to kind of make sure I'm supported and I know what to expect during the deployment um, when it comes to what's out there available. That's awesome. And one other thing that I wanted to touch on, because we've mentioned kids a couple Mm -hmm. of times and how, you know, um, I, I, we don't want to leave the kids out of this, right? Because that's a big, this is a big deal for one of their parents to just leave for several months. Um, And one thing that I found was really interesting um, that I learned about actually during the back to school town hall was that um, if, for instance, if your children go to school here on post through the Dodia schools, um, they do have military family life counselors that are in the school. They do have support groups for kids in the schools who may be going through a hard time because of the deployment. And and also keep in mind that especially in the Dodia schools, there's a lot of kids that are going through the same thing at the same time. So they have special, you know, lunch tables for kids who want to sit you know, together and, and just be together and talk about it or not talk about it. At least you're together. Um, so that's a great resource for the younger kids that are in the Dodia schools. Then, um, when you go into, you know, the schools, if you live in the communities, you know, the communities surrounding Fort Stewart or Hunter Army Airfield, um, we do have military family life counselors that are located in all of our schools. Um, and you know, those, that resource is always there for your military kids if they need it, especially um, here in Liberty County, in our Liberty County schools, um, they, in a lot of instances, even have those support groups set up for the kids to um, go and use whenever they want to. So whether it's going to one of those support groups, finding those um, kids that are, you know, encouraging your children to find those kids that are going through similar um, things that they are so they can bond and just be together and understand each other is one thing. Um, Doing the support groups, going to the military family life counselors, even a school guidance counselor, um, you know, all of these schools go through special trainings in order to better understand what our military kids are going through. So just make sure that your kids know that outside of your home, there are a ton of resources available to them as well um, if they're struggling and they feel like they need some help. Um, And of course, do not forget about the chapel. That's a great place to go to. Just if you yourself or if your children um, are looking for someone to talk to, um, you can... You can go to the 
the military family life counselor, they have a facility, I believe, right? So they're actually in, they're kind of starting to do a transition. Currently, we have walk-in influx right now that are actually located in our ACS building uh, 87. Awesome. And that's Tuesday through Thursday from 9 until 4. Um, however, they're getting ready to transition into another building. I believe they're going to be headed back to building 4960. Okay. Um, so those are for walk-ins. And that, so if for some reason the kids don't feel comfortable doing those in front of the kids at school, sure. there's always an opportunity for walk-ins. Um, of course, most every unit has an embedded MFLAC. So we have, you know, a list of those resources available so that if you are trying to get in touch with that embedded MFLAC because maybe they don't feel comfortable doing it at school, we have those, re- you know, they we have, sure. basically we have MFLACs for any uh, anybody that's looking for some kind of resource. Um, but yes, agreed. Inflex and chaplains, you know, those are going to be, you know, key elements to kind of help in kids during those resources as well. Yeah. And, um, and adults too, right? Yeah. Oh, of you course. Know, spouses and family members too. Just anybody mm-hmm. who needs it, just don't. It's, it's actually, um, that stigma of seeking help is completely gone now. It, you know, asking someone mm-hmm. for help or advice or just needing to talk it out right. is actually pretty cool these days, right? So right. there's no shame in it. Um, if you're struggling, please do make sure that you reach out to a friend or one of the many resources that we have on both Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield, um, you know, for you guys, because that's exactly why those people are here. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, that. There's a ton of resources out there available for all the military community, and it's it's super important to make sure that you know what your resources are and not just know them, but utilize them. Yeah. Um, often we see a lot of spouses, they just kind of get into a funk during that transitional time frame, and it's a struggle to get back out of that funk. And, sure. uh, you know, all it takes is one event to kind of turn your head and think, oh, wait, you know, this, this doesn't have to be as bad as I think it's going to be. Um, but for some people, it's really hard to do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we we guarantee that you know I will personally guarantee that you know give something a chance um, it may not be the you know, the first time it may not be you know right for you but there's something out there that will help connect you to others uh, in the way that you need in order to get through that transitional time of any kind of deployment yeah great information well is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap this up no I, I think that's it I mean otherwise just come see us at ACS we'll do what we can to get you connected um, if we don't offer something we, we do our best to connect you with other resources within our community to make sure that you feel supported yeah well this has been just tremendous information Terry thank you so much for coming on the show to thank talk about this I know <laughs> it's I, you know it can't be a very easy topic for you to talk about either you know you're going through it but yeah. for you to go through it and then offer the advice that you have and the knowledge that you have both from a professional and personal standpoint that really means a whole lot so thank you so much of course um and you guys just please remember you are definitely not alone through all of this uh there's so many people surrounding you especially on fort stewart and hunter army airfield that are going through the same thing that you are so just make sure that you're reaching out finding a friend even one singular friend can turn it around for you and make the situation so much better uh but just know we are definitely here for you with the garrison right we have so many garrison organizations that are just ready to reach out and help you guys with anything that you need um so you know just keep your chins up you can do it you guys are doing great we believe in you yeah <laughs> uh and you know what that's it for this week's edition of the mar report podcast this is molly and that's terry hi and we're signing off If you have an idea on how to make Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield better, the Martin Innovation Team wants to hear it. 
dedicated to identifying capability gaps within the 3rd Infantry Division, the Martin Innovation Team has partnered with engineers from Georgia Tech to help solve today's problems with today's technology. Soldiers, Department of Defense civilians, and family members are invited to take their ideas to Martin Innovation Center's Makerspace to plan and develop a prototype with the team. No idea is too small. Help improve daily life on the installation. Submit your idea today.